Hello, and welcome to another edition of Brian's Budgets, a podcast by Carrick Consulting and hosted by me, Brian Carrick. In this podcast, we'll talk about money and the role it plays in our lives. I'll also offer some helpful suggestions along the way for your money management. Today's topic comes to us from Kati on Facebook, who had the great recommendation that we talk about debt management and how to pay it off. If being in debt feels familiar, it's because you're not alone. In fact, only 23% of the country is debt-free. This is according to a 2018 survey completed by CNBC. And the shocking part is that this 23% is actually shrinking. There are more and more people in debt every year as a percentage of our population. And if you really break this out, it gets shocking really quickly. Here's what this means. There are approximately 327 million people in the United States. And with only 23% of them debt-free, that means that only 75 million out of the 327 million Americans are debt-free. If you're having trouble identifying how many people that truly is, the top three populated states in our country, California, Texas, and Florida, are made up of 89 people. 89 people is more than the 75 million people that are debt-free, but let's just, for simplicity's sake, say that's the same. That means that three states worth of people out of 50 states are debt-free. The other 47 states worth of people are in debt. In fact, the average American at this time is carrying in the amount of $38,000 in debt. That's the average amount. And these are typically held in a series of different types of debt. They can be credit card debt, student loan debt, auto loan debt, the list goes on. And one of the reasons that folks take on so much debt is that there is a culture of debt in this country, right? A lot of folks don't look at something and decide whether or not they can afford it based on the total price. We're raised to believe that if we can afford the monthly payment on something, such as a car, Uh, that we can afford it. We are raised with the assumption that we will have student loan debt, not that we will choose a university or college that we can afford uh, and that will work part-time, or if not full-time, while earning that degree. We are raised in a system of complacency where what ends up happening is young people at the earliest stages of their life where they can obtain debt are doing so at a shocking rate. Debt is an emergency. In every one of my sessions that I present on this topic, I state those words. And the reason is that the compound interest will absolutely kill you. Let's take, for instance, that you're average. And again, the average American is $38,000 in debt. And the average annual percentage rate on that debt is 18.48%. So 
So what does that mean? That means that every month, your $38,000 has an 18.48 annual percentage rate divided by 12 applied to it monthly, and that you're required to make minimum monthly payments, typically calculated at around 2% of the principal, in order to stay in good standing with your bank. And oftentimes, this is where folks will stop. They'll say, listen, I'm making my minimum payments, and therefore, uh, I'm okay. And those folks are partially correct, because by making minimum payments, uh, you're not having any bad marks against your credit history. You're showing uh, that you're making on-time payments, uh, and you will not be in default for any of your accounts. However, you're not okay, and I'll tell you why. The minimum payment on a $38,000 debt would be approximately $760 a month. So if you make a $760 monthly payment, does that mean you're reducing your debt by $760? Unfortunately, you're not. In fact, only about 23% of that payment is going to be applied towards the principal. The reason is that pesky APR that we talked about, which is actually adding $585 a month to your principal, to your monthly balance. And so you make a payment of $760, but they add debt of $585 the same day. As a result, your $760 payment is only worth $175. For this reason, if today is January 1st, 2020, and on this day you have $38,000 in debt and only make the minimum payments, it will take well over 100 years for you to complete the payments. Unfortunately, this means the debt will outlive you. So, that can be pretty stark. And that is why debt is an emergency. It sneaks up on us. We think we're fine. We think we're okay because we can afford the minimum payments. When in reality, it's just this black cloud that hovers over us for our entire lives. So what are we to do? Does this mean we're out of luck and we have no options? Well, fortunately, that's not the case. In fact, with a little bit of intentional planning, you can get rid of your debt in just a few years. In 2017, my wife and I made our last payment on debt ever. In fact, at that time, we vowed to never be in debt again. And now, uh, almost three years later, we are living a life that we could not have lived while we were in debt. Now that we're no longer in debt, we're able to repurpose those payments that we were making to the lender and instead give generously. We can allocate funds for our friends and our family on special occasions. We can give to charities and causes that we believe in. And frankly, we can fund a lifestyle where we're able to live in two different locations for an interim period of time. None of this would have been possible if we had debt. And this is why you want to get out of it. So let's talk a little bit about how you can do that. There's two principal 
forms of thought when it comes to debt payment, and you may hear them as the snowball and the avalanche method. Now, the difference between these is subtle. In the snowball method, you're going to make payments on your debt according to the overall balance of each of those debts. In the avalanche method, you're going to take a more mathematical approach, and you're going to pay off debts that incur the most interest every year, and that is a blend between the APR and the principal. And so in either case, your first step is to take all of your debts and list them out. And list them out smallest to largest. Just make a list. It doesn't matter if it's a car loan, if it's a student loan, if it's credit card debt, it doesn't matter. Regardless of what that debt is, put it down on the piece of paper. And part of the reason you're doing this is just to prove to yourself that you know what your debts are. And for some of you, this may be the first time you've ever done this. And it might be a little overwhelming. But that's okay. Because the next step is us making a plan to tackle these debts one at a time until they're all gone. Now, one of the things that you need to understand about yourself from the get-go is whether you have a money problem or a mind problem. A money problem would be that you have been a responsible financial manager your entire life, but you just incurred a medical emergency. And as a result, you have been overwhelmed with a number of bills from different lenders who have sent you a series of debts that you owe as a result of this incident. If this applies to you, I would recommend the avalanche method. Build yourself a spreadsheet and really get into the numbers on this and figure out which of these you need to tackle first in order to save yourself the most amount of money in the long run. Now, if you have a mind problem, that is, you have a perpetual habit of spending more than you make, then in that case, what I would recommend is the snowball method. And I'll tell you why. In either event, we are going to get to the same destination. The journey's going to look a little bit different, and in the snowball method, we get early gratification. And so what this means is that you're going to start to see results faster. So take all of your debts, list them out smallest to largest, and what we're going to do is make the minimum payments on every single one, right? We are not neglecting anything. But after making the minimum payments on every single one of those debts, we're going to take every extra dollar we can find and throw it at the smallest one until it's gone. Once the smallest debt is gone, we're going to take all of the money that we're no longer paying on the first debt and throw it at the second, and so forth. Eventually, you'll start to see the number of debt accounts you have plummeting. If you start with seven debt accounts, you'll be down to six before you know it, then five. Then you'll only have four left. You see how this goes. Sometimes the mental reward of progress overcomes whatever de minimis amount we may have saved had we gone the avalanche method. One of the things that I would recommend that you do as you're preparing to pay off debt 
is calculate what you're paying in interest and how many years you have left on your minimum payments. Because one of the largest drivers in staying motivated is to see the projection of how your hard work will pay off. If you've ever used MyFitnessPal, which is my diet app of choice, uh, when you complete a day's entry, it will say something to the effect of, congratulations, you did a great job staying under your calorie goal for today. If you keep this up, you'll weigh this much in five weeks, right? kind of jumps you ahead in your progress. And a performer can do the same thing. And in this case, a spreadsheet that outlines your principal, your APR, the interest you're being charged, your minimum payment, the impact that makes, etc. You can put in your additional payments, and you can start by putting them in hypothetically, just to see what that will do to the expected payoff date. So let's go back to this $38,000 example, um, because I think it's a really great average number to work from. So again, as a reminder, you have a $38,000 balance on January 1st, and that's of 2020, with an 18.48% APR. You're making minimum 2% payments, which come out to $760 a month, and if you make no additional payments, the debt outlasts your life. Now, if you make an additional $100 monthly payment, what's the impact? The impact is you will be debt-free in 18 years. We just went from dying before the debt was paid off to being debt-free in 18 years simply by throwing an additional $100 a month at our debt. What if you were able to throw $250 a month additional towards your debt? In that case, you'd be debt-free in 9 years. $500 in 5 years. And if you were able to throw an additional $1,000 a month at your debt, you would be debt-free from $38,000 all the way down to zero in two years. And this is the powerful motivation that we feel as we're hunkering down and getting ready to make these lifestyle changes. So you're feeling motivated, but how will you be successful? From experience, I have some recommendations for you. Think about what you would do with the money that you're currently spending on your debt instead. Think about how you could start to save in advance for purchases like vehicles down the road. Think about how you could create intentional budgets for the holidays and for friends and family's birthdays so that when they rolled around, you could give without hesitation. Another thing that I would recommend is that you create a visual indicator of your progress in your home. Whether it's a paper chain or a thermometer that you're coloring in, illustrate your success and get your friends and family involved. Tell them that you're working on paying off your debt. Tell them that you're working on becoming like 23% of the population and being debt-free. You'll be surprised at their reaction. Your friends will support you by not pressuring you to go out for happy hour. Instead, your friends will support a request to have a game night, to do something in, to keep your costs low. 
your family will understand and potentially be motivated by your activity as well. When you get everyone involved and everyone around you can become a support structure, it makes this that much easier. In order to pay off this debt aggressively, you have to make lifestyle changes for the interim. This can mean differences in your grocery shopping, differences in your level of activities, extracurriculars, can mean differences for your annual and monthly budgets. It might even mean that you take on second or third jobs. I had a job addressing envelopes for a company that wanted handwritten envelopes to go out to their customers. I had absolutely no relationship with that company, but the CEO had no interest in sitting down and handwriting thousands of envelopes. So instead, I did it for him. I found the job on an online job site, and uh, I was hired as a contractor. I did that for two years. I also proctored SAT and ACT tests and did anything I could to get my hands on some additional money that I could throw at my debt. During our debt journey, any gift that we received went towards the debt. We were very grateful at all times for anything that could help. And that could have even been a $25 Amazon gift card. How do you pay debt with a $25 Amazon gift card? Well, you take the $25 out of your monthly budget that you were going to spend on toilet paper or something for the house, and instead you use the $25 Amazon card to buy it. That leaves the $25 available in your checking account to go into towards your debt. These are the types of strategies that we utilized in order to stay motivated and be successful at the end of the journey uh, with becoming debt-free. That concludes today's episode of Brian's Budgets. You can sign up for our newsletter and catch up on content you've missed by visiting carrotconsulting.com. That's K-E-R-R-I-C-K consulting.com. Thanks for listening.